Welcome to the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast with John Pierce. Pastor John is the Senior Minister of C3 Powerhouse and the Executive Director of C3 Church Global. Disciples aren't born, disciples are made. And here at C3 Powerhouse, we are passionate about raising up brilliant disciple makers. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Fricker, our Melbourne East location pastor. Hello, everybody. A big welcome to our first ever Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast. How exciting is this, Pastor John? It's uh, fantastic, Dan. So glad that we can kick this off to empower Brilliant Disciple Makers. Absolutely. And I am just so excited for all that God's going to do through this. Thank you for joining us today. And just so you know, we are going to be launching a new episode fortnightly, every single two weeks, and we know you are going to love them. Pastor John, I thought it'd be great to kick us off. What is your heart behind starting Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast? Thanks, Dan. Well, you are a Brilliant Disciple Maker, Dan, so it's great to have you uh, on this ep- on this with us and doing the interviewing and adding some of your thoughts. Thank really, you. it comes from a passion that I have and we have in our church to empower, to equip, to raise up brilliant disciple makers. I think Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Mm. So disciples aren't born. Uh, Disciples are made. Converts are born. But ultimately, when someone begins their relationship with Jesus, there's a journey that goes from that conversion moment to becoming a disciple. And we need others to help us in that journey. So the heartbeat of this is that we would have people who are running connect groups and small groups, people who are helping new Christians uh, as new Christian workers and running alpha really Mm. be upskilled and empowered to be able to make those disciples. So it's going to be very practical. I think we're going to be about 18 or 20 minutes or so each week. So that's kind of the framework we're going for. That is amazing. And I know for us, part of our dream for a decade at C3 Powerhouse, that we uh, we are brilliant disciple makers. And yes, I know we're a leadership that everyone factory. We're a leadership on, we're a factory, leadership aren't factory. Aren't we? yeah. Yes, a multiplication of leaders of all ages. And congratulations for those who are listening. We know you're hungry to grow. And I know that God is going to speak to you uh, here today. And I thought, Pastor John, it'd be great to start. To make disciples, we first need to be a disciple ourselves. And I thought it'd be good to ask, what is a disciple? It's a great question. And I think globally, there's a the church has made a shift through the pandemic and the effects of the pandemic to not just focus on attracting crowds or yeah. congregations, but genuinely, are we making disciples? So so I think the starting place is, well, what is a disciple? So that's an excellent question. Mm. I would, my kind of definition, and there'll be a variety of definitions for people, but a, a disciple is more than a convert. A mm. disciple is more than a churchgoer although that's Mm. part of being a disciple. But I look at Matthew 28 where Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey the commands that I've given you, and lo, I'll be with you to the end of the age. So I think there's a pretty good snapshot there in what we call the Great Commission that a disciple is, and this is my simple definition, a fully immersed, fully surrendered follower of Jesus. So fully immersed not just in water baptism, but immersed into the Father and His family, immersed into Jesus the Son and the Word of God, immersed into the Holy Spirit. So it's a it's an all-in kind of lifestyle to be yes. a disciple. It's more than, you know, religion sprinkles us, 
but mm. real disciples are fully immersed into church, into the Word, into, into the Holy Spirit and the fullness of God. And then the second part, he said, is teach them to obey the commands. Right. Well, obey is not a super positive word, so that's why I'd say fully surrendered, fully immersed, fully surrendered. And that, that's a journey, the journey of going from Jesus being my Saviour to Jesus being my Lord, which means I'm studying what he said, I'm studying mm. his lifestyle, I'm studying him out of relationship, and I'm making a commitment to surrender and obey his commands. So that's, to me, my simple definition as a disciple is a fully immersed, fully surrender, surrendered follower of Jesus. Yes, to be all in for Jesus. is, And I think it's it's interesting, isn't it, that, you know, I wonder, is there a difference between being a Christian and being a disciple? And even as you referenced it before, maybe it is possible that we can have people come to church and we ourselves can go to church. That doesn't automatically make us a disciple, does it? A hundred percent. And I think that, you know, initially people weren't, followers of Jesus weren't called Christians. They were called right. followers of the way, the way being the the way of Jesus, which is the way Jesus lived, the way, the things he taught. And so a disciple of Jesus was someone recognizable. They had a lifestyle. They had a thought pattern. They treated others a certain way. They So there was a way. And then, in, of course, in Antioch, they became known as Christians, which is mm. all, all into Christ. So it's definitely possible to be a churchgoer, but not a disciple. It's, you know, mm. and I think there are different levels of people in terms of their journey of surrender to, to Christ. But, but I would say it's going to church doesn't necessarily make you a disciple. But if you're a disciple, you'll be fully immersed into church. That's, you can't be an effective disciple without being immersed into the body of Christ. Mm. And isn't that an interesting thought for those who are listening who lead groups or maybe you're helping new Christians get planted in, our, in, our, in the house of God? Isn't that an interesting thought? There might be people coming to our group and they're still on that journey. And that's what I've discovered about discipleship. It is a journey we go on. And yes. uh, I love salvation. You know, it happens in a moment, but it's not uh, an ending, is it? It's actually a beginning of a lifelong journey we all go on, of falling in love with Jesus, of learning his ways. And I think, isn't that just such a privilege that we can help people on that journey, no matter where they are? And I think that's one of the most powerful things about groups, right, is we're all coming at different parts of our journey. Right. But right. we can help people take, what's that one step for you yes. uh, right now? Yeah, that's right. And whether it's an alpha group that you're running, you're a disciple maker, whether it's a for us, we Christian essentials, whether it's mm. freedom experiences, whether it's uh, the connect group or, or even discipling disciple makers, uh, uh, the concept for all of those guys is helping people go on the journey with Christ. So it's, we never arrive. It's, it's a journey of being more immersed and more surrendered to everything that we're out of relationship with God discovering. Absolutely. And I, I love that thought of Jesus, our Savior, to becoming not just our Savior, but also our Lord. And, and for us, if we have someone that we are helping on that journey, maybe part of our group, how do you think we can help people make that decision? Is that a moment? Is that a decision, do you think? How does that happen for people? 
Well, that's a great question. I think I think it's a series of decisions that a person makes. Uh, there, uh, there may be a moment. So obviously, for some people, salvation is can be a little bit of a journey. Some people have got the very clear, I got saved at this moment on this day, marking yeah. in my journal, I responded to Christ and I've never been the same since. Other people, mm. maybe they've grown up in the house of God. Uh, maybe they, they've sort of been in and out. Their salvation experience has kind of been a journey of surrendering to God or repenting. So I think the the experience of making Jesus my Savior is is definitely one phase that we build on. We never move away that from Jesus being yes. our Savior. We should daily come to the foot of the cross and surrender and thank him for salvation and, and repent and confess sin and look to him for healing as our Savior. But then there's we build on that as we mature and as we mature in Christ. And it's like a little kid growing up. You know, in the first, you're not expecting them to fully obey as a one-year-old or two-year-old. There's a, there's a journey. We love them and we're totally. training them. And But as they grow, maturity means that they become more obedient, more aligned, take more responsibility for their own life. They're not just needing to be saved all the time. So I would say for most people, there's just a series of ideally daily surrenders. You know, yes. that's the Lord's prayer. Your will be done. So when I pray that every day, I'm surrendering. Lord, your will, which means mm. the way I interact with people, the commands of Jesus. So, But I, I feel like we do need to create atmospheres, um, moments in people's lives where, where the Spirit of God breaks down the walls, the resistance that we put around our heart where we go, no, oh, I'm just going to keep doing that. I think I'm, hopefully God doesn't worry about that or he doesn't care about yes. that. But the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes on us and we surrender. We're like, okay, Jesus, you are my Lord. I know that that kind of behavior is unacceptable or I should be more focused on this and I'm surrendering to make you Lord in that area of my life. So I think we make a conceptual idea. Yes. We're surrendering his Lord, but then it's kind of, it works its way out in phases and it never stops. <laughs> it's so true. And I love Pastor Phil says that uh, Jesus, our Savior, is him dying for us. But yes. when we make that transition to not only our Savior, also our Lord, it's us dying to him. We're kicking off brilliant disciple makers. And as you say, we, we've talked today a bit about a disciple, but being a disciple maker, we're launching this. What, what's one thought uh, you have as we kick off this uh, podcast and theme today? Well, look, I think the fact that Jesus told his disciples go into all the world and make disciples so it's not it's not an oblig it's not a suggestion some people have said it's not the great commission it's the great suggestion or the great omission but it is it's a command so as a disciple of christ part of my journey is to to make the commitment to be a disciple maker and so probably the first thing I think about, Dan, of being a disciple maker is just the simple idea of coming along beside people. So this, this is leadership is not me uh, hovering over people, telling them how to live their life, telling them to surrender, telling them to submit. Leadership, and I think, of okay, a really good example is Philip the Evangelist. Right. The Spirit of God leads him um, to a certain point 
Then there's an Ethiopian eunuch who's driving along in his chariot. It's recorded in Acts. And he's trying to understand the scripture. And the Holy Spirit says, uh, go and walk along beside him. And so he mm. begins to walk along beside him. A conversation begins and and the guy's like, I don't really understand this scripture. And then he invites him into his chariot to unpack and explain the scripture. So That's amazing. out of that story, while he's an evangelist, because the beginning of disciple making is leading people to salvation. Well, mm. the, while he's an evangelist, I, I love the, the, I think it's the NLT version where it says the Holy Spirit prompted him to come along beside so I think that's a great picture for every group leader, every every new Christian support person, every Christian actually without yeah. a title to go, all right, I'm going to come along beside some people. And mm. the spirit and heart behind it is not to connect them to me, but I want to help connect them to Jesus. So mm. that, to me, that's that's the spirit of it. Which So the primary motivation is a motivation of love. I'm I'm wanting to encourage, I'm wanting to support, I'm wanting to pray for. I want want people as a disciple maker, I want them to know that, that for me, I want them to prosper in their life. I want the best for them. So that's creating yes. an atmosphere of encouragement, of love, of support. So, so to me, that's a that's a spirit. And I've I've been involved many many years ago in a church where yeah. disciple making or discipleship was more about telling people to submit and follow the rules and do what you're told and be super high accountable about it. And it's like a grind. That's not the spirit of of Jesus in terms of disciple making. It is walking along beside people, getting in their world, getting in their life, and and they people should be like, and okay, you're a great example of this, Dan. People sh- should be like, here comes Dan into the room. Awesome. I know I'm going to get encouraged. I know he's got got a big smile. I know he's going to say, I'm so proud of you. I know know he's going to lift me because he's walking beside me and he wants the best for me. So if you're to say, what's the the number one thing of a disciple maker apart from being a disciple yourself? Mm. I would say it's that. It's that spirit of coming alongside of people and wanting to lift them up and encourage them and, uh, and help them in their journey. And people can sense that. Yeah, I was just I was gonna say that. I feel people can sense that from the beginning, can't they? People are smarter than we we give them credit for sometimes. And I feel they feel the motivation. And I love what you're sharing that our motivation as a disciple maker, it needs to be love for people. And I that's yes. the foundation, isn't it, that we we build on. And and I love how Jesus, when we read the, the Gospels, it's just time and time again, we see his compassion for people, yes. his love for people. People were drawn to him. And I, I love what you're sharing there, that that has to be our motivation as brilliant disciple makers, that we do truly love people. And isn't that phenomenal that from exactly. there, uh, we can invest in people's relationships with God. Hundred percent, and maybe the next episode, what we can talk a little bit about is how do I get that spirit on me of of that mm. coming alongside people? How do I how do I operate out of love? Because let's be honest, we don't all have wake up every day feeling awesome. We want to help people. People are amazing. So yes. so let's let let's talk next episode about you know maintaining the spirit of a disciple maker, and we'll we'll lean into that. But for now, that's the key thought that's the big idea we want to leave all of our listeners with 
as a disciple yourself, you're a fully immersed, fully surrendered follower Come of on. Jesus. And then as a disciple maker, you're coming alongside people to encourage them and to pour love in them as they become disciples. So this is exciting, Dan. I'm really excited for this whole podcast and how it's going to really give some people some practical skills, some inspiration. Uh, well done. It's going to help people. Well, thank you so much, Pastor John, for your thoughts here today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We can't wait to host you in two weeks' time. We'll see you again soon. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and we pray that you've been inspired and equipped in your leadership journey. Let us know your thoughts by leaving us a review on whatever platform you are listening on today. You can connect with John on Instagram at John underscore Pierce. We hope you can join us for our next episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast.